Warning. Uh, this episode is gross and contains foul language. are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a friend, a family member, or expert. We talk about something weird. This week we're diving into the darkness and discussing the oh-so-very-fun and cuddly topic of torture. (laughs) The history, the secrets, the movies, the tools, and more. Get ready to squirm just a little bit today, weirdos. My name is Lauren, and this is my beautiful co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Hey, so flattered. (laughs) You're so lovely. (laughs) And joining us today as our guest is a very special person. Very special. She's been a longtime contributor and loving fan of the show, traveling all the way from Arizona to us today. It's our first time getting to meet and hang out with a non-local fan of the mm-hmm. show and discuss all things horrible. So <laughs> please welcome Clarissa. Hey, weirdos. There she is. <laughs> Yay. Have you heard every single episode of our show? Every single episode, some twice, because they're really interesting. They, so. I love that. That makes that is me so, so sweet. happy. Guys, she's a true fan, and she's awesome. It is also just really exciting when it's like, I've heard every episode of your show, and I didn't know you beforehand, and I'm not related to you. Right. (laughs) You're not a family member. This is great. (laughs) That was my first thought to you because I feel like I know you guys, but you guys don't know me. So it's like, um, okay. I know your face. (laughs) I was going to say, because when we were like literally kind of first starting out is when you kind of added us on social media. Mm -hmm. I I remember like back in the day, it was like telling her, I was like, you won't believe it. Like we have someone that (laughs) listens to our show and they don't know us personally. It's not our friend from high school. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. We're very flattered that you like the show so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's really hard to find people that like could actually say and talk about all the creepy weird stuff that you like. So to be able to listen to you guys and feel like you're a part of the conversation too is really cool. Well, great. Thank, Thank you. you. That is kind of like my favorite compliment where people are like, I feel like I'm there with you and I answer your questions in my car alone. <laughs> I talk back to you. That's guys. accurate. Yes, <laughs> it is accurate. That's how we want it to be, though. I mean, this we started this to be interactive and we love getting the feedback and the emails and feeling like we're just we're in a conversation with friends. Yeah. That's how it should be. It's my favorite. It's the best. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from Arizona, a little born and raised, little tiny town of Superior. So small. It's called Superior? Superior. I like the name. I love the name. You are Superior. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. No, just from Arizona, born and raised, um, have a pretty boring job, but- What do you do? I'm a bankruptcy rep. 
a okay. bankruptcy rep. Yeah, for okay. uh, like mortgage companies and stuff like that. So I deal with people's debt all day long. Oh, but, fun. So, <laughs> so much so pick fun. pick a upper. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, always have been into like weird paranormal horror everything since I was like four. I good. So, yeah, been into you're in good company. Long time. It was really funny because the rest of my family is not like they're kind of just oh well that's weird yeah <laughs> it comes be watching that, that but you know oh, we're gonna uh, let you <laughs> me too my mom I can't tell you how many times my mom has been like I don't know how you watch this I know I don't know how you watch this I'm like you're understand. a nurse you do surgery like, <laughs> you see this stuff you real see time. you see the yeah. real stuff I'm just watching horror movies she's like I don't have to see it happen I'm like okay <laughs> all right mom. all right that's fair well that's fair. So you've always liked horror movies, the occult, true crime, everything, all of it. every literally everything, and it's it's really like I said, it's hard to find other people that like it too. And mm-hmm. learned a lot on your guys' episodes. Definitely learned a lot. I think when I listen to, I go back home to my girlfriend and tell her like, you will not believe what they talked about. <laughs> yeah. What I learned today. <laughs> uh, That's how we are too, because we're usually doing the research or hearing things from each other for the first time on the Mm -hmm. podcast. So I'm the exact same way. I go home and I can't wait to tell everyone these crazy things that I've heard. Yeah, I do research and then I tell Joe about it immediately. I bounce almost every idea I have off of Joe first. Yeah. And I can tell by the way he reacts. Like if he immediately starts talking about hockey, I know it's not that interesting. (laughs) And if he engages, then I'm like, Great. I'm going to talk about this today. (laughs) We're on to something. Um, What's your favorite type of horror movie? Is it like ghosts or torture or (laughs) slasher? Well, Halloween is my favorite movie ever. So I would say I'm more of like a slasher. But I also really have like a love for like my paranormal and possession movies and stuff like that. I really like those. Yeah. But I think I'm more geared towards slasher. I'm a huge Michael Myers fan, but did you like the, the new best. one? I absolutely loved, I loved the new it. one. Yeah, I cried on the scene. <laughs> I mean, it's been spoiler. out for a long time, guys. Spoilers, yeah, but spoiler alert, but just in case. Like fast right forward. after when she shoots his finger off and he's standing in the doorway, just the way they filmed it and the mm. music, I cried. I was like, this is beautiful. This is exactly what I wanted I for a sequel. It. The shots were so. Some of the shots were just so beautiful, like mm-hmm. you said. It was so good, well, so visually. Yeah, I feel like wonderful. I was in the minority where I didn't really like the Rob Zombie. Oh, I didn't. Garbage. Yeah, okay, cool. I (laughs) I hate those. Everyone's with me there. He ruined that. I just kind of feel it. I was like, you didn't get it. Nope. Mm -mm, I don't want to know about Michael's childhood. That wasn't really a thing before. No. No. I mean, what's with the horse and the lady in white? It was just weird. I just, yeah, it was just kind of like, I always see it as as the Hannibal thing. It sounded like a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) I always saw it as like a Hannibal situation where it's like Hannibal Lecter is so scary. And then it's like, do you want to see how he became scary? And I'm like, oh, you mean like making him not scary at all? Sure. Yeah. Show it to me. Oh, are you about to humanize him? (laughs) No, thanks. It's like, oh, he ate his own sister on accident. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Um, Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the same with Michael Myers where it's like, it's so much scarier not knowing who he is, why he's doing this. He's just a psychopath. I agree. I think letting that be up in the air of like, oh, this guy's just insane. Yeah. 
I love that so much more. It's it was 10 times scarier. It was a really weird feeling seeing Michael for so long without the mask on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they kind of blur him out, mm-hmm. but you don't ever really see his face. And you definitely yeah. saw more of it in this one, which was really weird. Then the humanizing part that you just said, like, they kind of humanized him a little bit, which is really weird because he's normally supposed to be just pure evil. Right. But the part with the baby, like he mm-hmm. left the baby alone. That's Which, true. of true. course, would have been devastating if he would have, like, killed it. But I just knew he I was. Have I was watching and I was like, well, I'm about to watch a baby die. I know. I really so thought, I thought so too. too. But then he left the baby. So, I mean, little does that leave an opening for another, like, theory? I don't know. Mm. But it's definitely not pure evil if he leaves a baby alive. Right. That is true. It showed a little bit of compassion. Just the mm-hmm. tiniest bit. Oh, and it could just be like a, you know... Like in the animal kingdom, how predators, if they're not hungry, they're not going to kill something that like can't fight back. Is that that's not I'm not sta- I'm not wording that right. But they like they won't eat the young unless yeah. they're hungry. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's no point. They're not a threat to them. Right. They're not. You know, so it's kind of looking at Michael Myers like he's a wild animal. Where it's he's like, like he's not hungry alone. and the infant is no threat to him. So And true. that makes a good explanation for the kid that he killed in the beginning. True. I mean, he was fresh out the bus. Yeah. <laughs> he was hungry. He was hungry. <laughs> been a while. Hungry needed some blood. It's been four years. Yep. <laughs> so today we're talking about torture. <laughs> we'll shift back, get on track a little bit. Um uh, torture's pretty crazy. It's a dark topic. Today's going to be a dark yeah. show. There's really no way around it. Yes. And even the stuff where it's like, uh, this stuff I'm covering is like, well, it's not super graphic and gory, but it's like just as dark in like a philosophical type way. You yeah. know what I mean? In like a political sure. way. And like, because I'm talking about um, modern torture, which. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm not talking about Pilates, which is literal torture. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> done Pilates, but I'd rather die. Yeah. What are those sh- machines called in Pilates classes? Like the reformer machines? Those are torture what? devices. There are Pilates cl- Ooh, hiccuped. There are Pilates classes where you get on a machine and it like stretches you out and it Excuse feels like me? a torture device. No, it like stretches your body in ways that a it A modern rack? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. basically. Yeah, it's not okay. Anyway, it's I torture. I know nothing about this. That's but I'll show you what some if pictures. Malfunction. I know. Yeah. When you like, get caught inside, there's like spring. I'm gonna have to show you guys pictures after this because there's springs attached that happens. Like if your arms or legs fall into the springs, like you'd be very badly mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, there could be a Final Destination movie based around Pilates reformer yeah. machine. <laughs> yes, I'd watch it. I smell I'd be a sequel. Into it. Yeah, <laughs> I smell a seventh sequel. Yeah, how many have there been now? Seven. No, six. Wait. Six. Here's the thing. Have I seen six? Jeez. I know. It's my favorite thing about Final Destination because it goes Final Destination, Final Destination 2, Final Destination 3, The Final Destination, Final Destination 4. Uh (laughs) There's one that was just The Final Destination. It was like The Final Destination. And then, like, two years later, they were like, no, there's still more destinations. We found some more destinations. And now they're rebooting it, which here's the thing. I'm usually really, really against that because I'm like, we've seen it. We've had enough. But you can make 1,000 Final Destination movies and I will watch them. I will too. All of them. 
I think they're so fun. Like I love watching the creative deaths that they come up with. Each movie gets crazier and crazier and it makes me laugh real hard. And they're so stupid. Oh yeah, they're really dumb. (laughs) They definitely are. They're so dumb. Yeah, in a great way. But I mean, the idea's there. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just hope they don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I feel like they don't. I think they know they're ridiculous. They know. Like we have an audience. What they've got. Yeah, they're like we have the audience for it. So let's keep going. Death is a real entity that like plots murders. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. I like it. Which speaking of movies, do you guys want to chat about some torture movies? I I do. (laughs) It's probably my least favorite genre. I, that was going to be my first question, is how do you guys feel about torture movies? Like the movies that go just a little too far. Known as torture porn? Yes, the yeah. subgenre of torture porn. Not a fan. How do you feel, Clarissa? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, sometimes it does go a little too far, and but mm-hmm. then you think about it, it's like these things probably have actually happened, because all these ideas mm-hmm. came from somewhere. True. Sure. You know what I mean? So then it adds to like somewhat of a true crime feel to it a little bit too because who knows that caught that probably could have happened to somebody in 1900s who knows that's, that's probably the true. scary part of it so it gives you like that excitement but that's sometimes true. it's a little too far and i don't want to yeah. see you know some things and <laughs> yeah. some of the special effects i mean credit to the special effects people in some yeah, of these movies absolutely. but they're like too good at their job like yeah. i try to watch these and take myself out of them and say like this is just fake blood this is just a fake cut and i still want to vomit because they do such a realistic job of like chopping people up and doing terrible things and then it makes you wonder mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah why they're so good why are you so good at this why, why do you, you know what the inside of this arm looks like right. who wrote this what dude? have you seen what have you done <laughs> i feel like i i like some torture movies obviously the first saw mm-hmm. is fantastic it is good. But it's because it's not just, I don't feel like that movie is just torture porn. I think that's a no. really interesting idea. I think that the, you know, the killer is really fascinating. The bad guy is really fascinating. I think that, you know, combining like the cops looking for the guy is is really cool. Like, I just, I think that they did a really good job with Saw. I Saw agree. two through 80. eighty, not so much. I completely agree. And Saw the first Saw had a good twist. It was True. like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I think we don't even need to say spoiler alert because right. when did it come out? Like two thousand two. I think at if this you point? haven't seen like, Saw by this point, you're not planning on seeing it. Yeah. So, but we're seeing these characters it. being tortured in a room this entire movie, and we think there's a dead guy in the room the entire time, and he was alive <laughs> and is like and just, the like, mastermind behind it all, and like just stands up and locks out. the door behind him, and this guy is just left to die. That was so cool. Just I remember seeing that in theaters over. and being like, "That was amazing." Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Game over. I recently yeah. binged all of them and every, Shut the up. ending of every single one of them. Just like, okay, they're not going to be able to twist the next one. Somehow they There's twist the twist. next one. I'm just like, how? How is this possible? How, how? do you keep doing this? <laughs> and it all makes sense. It's not like they don't leave like any like little opening to not have it makes it's just crazy that's which impressive. is impressive yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> actually really say, good I'd actually i'd watch him just to see the twist at the end that's sort of like they don't m night Shyamalan on it where it's like what a, mm. here's a twist and you're like well that doesn't make sense at though all. like no, just make it a straightforward it. movie because yep. that made it crazy 
Would you count movies like the Evil Dead remake as torture porn? I that was another question I was going to ask you guys because it those movies are so brutal. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess they technically probably would fall. I feel like it's a lot of violence. Yeah, and and I do feel like I know we're going to talk about sort of like why we enjoy watching stuff like that. That's just like so graphic. And I'm sure that it's like sort of like it, it gives you the same rush of adrenaline that a torture movie would, mm-hmm. even though, I don't know, that's a tough one. It's like tough, because I do in, like Evil Dead, but I normally don't dig torture. They're not my favorite. for me, torture porn is like Saw, Hostel, Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. The Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw human Massacre. Human Centipede. Human Centipede. Human Centipede. <laughs> you have to sing it because it's so crazy. It makes me hurt in my heart. Yep, my heart hurts. The Hills Have Eyes is really rough. I really struggle. The original that or movie. the remake? The Both. original is funny to me, but the remake. Yeah, the, the original is a little is... bit like dated. It's definitely yeah. dated, yes. but the remakes the are remake definitely is... a lot gorier yeah. and a little more terrifying than the originals for me. Uh huh. I agree. It was really tough for me to get through that one. I regretted watching it immediately. <laughs> When's the last time you guys watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's Ooh. a tough watch. Mm. It's been a while. It's been a couple it's years. Been a long I, th- time. I think I watched it like two Halloweens ago. Did you guys ever watch um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, fuck. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the third one. It's like New Beginnings or no, 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 no. It's the one with Matthew McConaughey and oh, Renee God. Zellweger. I don't no. think I've oh, seen fuck. that one yet. You have to watch it. It is I can't I can't put it into words. It's <laughs> absolutely batshit. Oh God. I really want to see Matthew McConaughey it. plays like the crazy guy who's like killing the kids. What year was this movie? Um eighty something. I mean Renee Zellweger so is like baby. high not high school. She's movie high school age, so she's like twenty three. Right. And uh Matthew McConaughey was like his first major role. And they oh do God. not want anything to do with this movie. Like when they re released <laughs> it on Blu ray, they had like new art drawn up of it with like their faces and like Basically, the actors were like, I don't want any part of this. Please don't put my picture don't on Don't tell this. anyone I was in this film. <laughs> it's like, you're the stars of the movie. We're going to see you. Anyways, I you should watch it. I think the good. most recent one I saw was the second one, which is also funny to me. You know, the scene with the hammer? Yes. Grandpa? Why are you giving the grandpa a hammer? They have the girl like kneeled over like the little bucket thing and they give the grandpa the hammer and uh-huh. he's like wheelchair can barely move and then he tries to hit her in the head and he just drops the hammer five times before <laughs> he's he not capable yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad uh, how do you guys feel about the jessica beale <laughs> version it's jessica beale right? i didn't hate the jessica beale I know, version I thought, okay actually. i thought it was okay i was terrified you were no, gonna judge me i thought it was all there right. were some really good things in that uh the the reboot when was that like 2004 mm-hmm. 2005 it was about 2004 yeah. Yeah. yeah i i thought there were really good things about that movie um yeah i thought the cast okay. was really good there was actual like literal like legitimate scares mm-hmm. um i can't think of anything i really didn't like about that no. movie actually now that i think about it yeah i feel like was it horrible. was a good job it was real gross maybe the only thing that gross. i yeah maybe <laughs> the only thing i didn't like was the whole like 
uh, that he was like going to propose to her and they tried to make like some oh, weird yeah. love story. There was a little it, bit of romance then, in it. Yeah. And, <sighs> definitely didn't need a love story in that. No. Kind of just you thrown didn't. in there. Like, yeah. We have to do this. Although, no, you don't. <laughs> the good part about them putting the romance in is that it broke your heart even more when What's-His-Face showed up wearing her boyfriend's True. face. And then it was like, oh, this is even worse now because you were maybe going to marry that face. Sure are <laughs> now. It's a different guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was gross. I remember the part that like made me nauseous. I, it's like such a small little clip, but the girl at the very beginning of the movie who shoots herself in the car, like yeah. part of her brain matter, I'm guessing, is like on the back the seat. seat. And one of the guys sitting in the back has to like scoot it over to like get into position in the car. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, you just the, moved brains off the seat. Like The I crazy was cop was like, was like, show me where she was yep, sitting. Sit exactly like, where she sat. And he's like, that hole doesn't line up and right. makes him sit like in her brains. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. That's <gasps> real rough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That and this is what we're talking about, about today is like these horrible movies. And why do we watch them? Why do we put right. ourselves through this? That's insane. So these types of movies have been given the title of torture porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have a very devoted fan base and they'll continue to get made even though they are very upsetting mm-hmm. and some people don't like them. So again, it's like hostile, saw, human centipede, the hills have eyes, high tension, martyrs um and pretty much anything by rob zombie speak of the devil we were talking about him earlier (laughs) his movies are real rough i will say this is a very unpopular opinion but i actually do like the devil's rejects by rob zombie i think it's funny (laughs) but (laughs) i saw it once when it came out so i have i no no comment a lot of people don't remember it. it And it's like, it is a dumb movie, but it makes me giggle. And the soundtrack is really good. They play like a lot of good classic rock. And there's one scene where like people are just being like shot and brutally murdered and Freebird is playing. And it's like kind That's- of wonderful. So there's things that I do like about it. But for the most part, Rob Zombie is disgusting. So <laughs> anyway, I wanted to look into why there's such a love for these movies and what is going on in the mind of people who are so obsessed and are there opening night for these crazy movies. Um, Because for a lot of people, they strike a nerve. And even for us who are horror movie lovers, we're all discussing how they're tough for us to watch. So it's just, it's a totally interesting genre. Um, So I found like a couple of groups of people and they're actually really interesting. There's a large group of people who honestly just like being able to test their boundaries and see how far their mind and body can go. I found this like on a couple like psychology related articles, but also going onto Reddit threads and just like watching what people were saying. It was really interesting. Um, So this covers people who enjoy torture in a sexual experience as well. A lot of these people also enjoy watching these movies. Like IRL? Like Like in real life? (laughs) (laughs) Like IRL? Yeah, but not to where like someone's bleeding. They like to like play out torture fantasy. Yes. So it's kind of like these. It is still weird. Yeah, it's still a little. But it seems from what I was finding on like Reddit threads and again, just like reading some psychology articles, these people kind of go hand in hand where there is there's something in their mind that likes to push it a little too far. So. Pushing oneself to the edge of endurance is a common theme in a lot of humans. Like there's adrenaline hunters and mountain climbers and marathon runners and crazy people. And these people who enjoy torture movies and 
torture sexual experiences actually kind of fall into this category as well. They want to see the thrill seekers how yeah. much like suffering they can watch or possibly endure themselves, and they just want to see how far their body will go. So perhaps masochism, which is feeling pleasure from one's own pain, is present in these situations where people are enjoying watching these movies to experience fear, pain, humiliation, and immerse yourself in it. And also seeing these movies or acting out scenarios could help neutralize any desire to harm others or themselves, which that was getting a little more into the psychology side. Like a lot of these people might have an urge in themselves to want to do something bad, but they get a release from being able to watch something horrible happen on a screen or possibly do a role-playing thing, which if that's going to keep them from murdering someone, I'm on board. That doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> no, at all. of course not. No. <laughs> I mean, imagine dating someone and then you guys... Finding that out. Yeah, like about five months later, you're like, hey, babe, let's pretend like you're tied up and stretching your joints to this point. No, I'm running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am um, running for the door. It. Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> and it's like, hey, babe, why don't you cry really hard and <laughs> see what that does for me? Yeah. Like, oh, let's no. test that out. <laughs> no, I don't want it. But I'm just saying, like, I, yeah, if, if I was, like, with anyone, they're like, oh, I love torture movies because it makes me not want to torture people. I'm like, that's why you love torture mm-hmm. movies? Run. Because... Maybe we shouldn't hang out alone. Right. I do think, luckily, this is the small, like a very small occurrence. I just wanted to kind of see, like, are there truly like sadistic, crazy people out there who are enjoying the movies, or do people just enjoy the thrill? So I think there's a combo of some people like want to test their boundaries and see how much they can handle, which is a thrill seeker, and then there's people who just genuinely like need this release of like, okay, I'm going to like watch this happen on the screen and then I'm not going to do it myself, which is horrifying. And Reddit revealed some of these people and it was a scary place for me to go in the dark. I'm going to need those links. I know. (laughs) There are some creepy forums online, guys. Um, So this man named Paul Rosen, he's a professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, and some of his colleagues have proposed the term benign masochism to account for the different manifestations of negativity turned positive. So basically benign masochism in Rosen's view exemplifies a type of major reversal, the conversion of a usually innate negative experience into a positive one. Benign masochism refers to initially enjoying initially negative experiences that the body and brain falsely interpret as threatening. And then this realization that the body has been fooled and that you're actually safe and there's no real danger leads to then pleasure and the mind over body experience, which I thought was interesting. So it's like going in and making yourself feel in danger for just a moment, but then quickly realizing I'm safe and I'm away from it. And that's just on the screen. And now I get like this sense of euphoria. I actually talked about that in our uh, live show a couple weeks ago where laughter originated from like before, like pre-language. Yeah. Laughter was a signal that like I'm okay and that danger is like there's no actual danger. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's still apparent today because when you like think about when you get scared like Mm -hmm. enough to scream or shriek or like jump Mm -hmm. your immediate reaction is to laugh right oh that always happens at haunted houses like like, something will jump out and you're like like, yeah you laugh every (laughs) time it's true 
Or like if if there's a jump scare, you right. immediately like start cracking the person next to you because you're laughing. Yeah, that is that's that's, a, so that's true. an immediate reaction to like actually being scared. It's like the mind over body euphoria of oh I'm okay. Oh I'm okay. Everything's fine. I made it. I'm safe. <laughs> but that was horrifying in that moment. So people who enjoy torture and grotesque horror movies may be a part of this benign masochism that they're talking about. So. Additional research has suggested that some sort of masochism may also be sought because it can produce the experience of flow, which is an altered state of consciousness associated with a heightened sense of well-being. So flow emerges when one's abilities are challenged at a level that is not easy or boring. It's like, I feel like I'm not explaining this right, to be immersed in an experience of pain, but without actually feeling the pain. And it just makes you feel like above and having like this sense of well-being. So yeah, that is definitely something that could be going on. I thought that was an interesting article thinking of like benign masochism where you have a little bit of wanting to like feel some pain, a little bit of humiliation, a little bit of terror, but you enjoy that euphoric feeling of I'm actually okay. You don't want to truly put yourself in danger, but you just want to creep to the edge. So I think that is a lot of people. I think us liking horror movies is in some way also yeah, in that category. Definitely. But I just think the torture side just goes a step further of people who are like, I want to see someone like going through hours and hours of pain that like that does something for them. It's some sort of release. So I just found that interesting. Yeah, because I think that's absolutely why people like horror movies. Like, because if you think about it, oh, yeah. people who have actually been through like really hor- horrific situations don't watch horror movies because they don't need that all they have to do is think about that horrific situation they were in you know what i mean yeah that's why there was that um there was that meme going around recently where i I think it was a woman it was a black woman and she was like you know the reason black people don't watch horror movies it's because we actually go through shit Uh (laughs) it's like sad but true all you white people right love these horror movies because you like feeling scared. Uh-huh. It's like that. Here's the thing. You might not be wrong. I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a plug because I have to. Have you watched Horror Noir yet? No. no. Oh, fuck. It is so, so good. I Anyways, saw you posted it. about it the other day and I was like, I definitely need to it's watch it. It's on Shudder. It's real and good. it's literally, it's just like the history of black horror. And nice. they all the people that they interview are black actors, black filmmakers, or like black professors or whatever. So like um, Tony Todd is there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get Jada, but that's fine. <laughs> Gosh, we love Jada. Um, the, uh, the woman from The Craft. I can't think of her name oh, with yeah. the really curly hair, the really pretty mean. girl from The Craft. But right. yeah, they, they all are just basically like Loretta's there. Yeah. And they just sit down and they talk about like what the movies meant to them. Jordan Peele obviously is there. Ugh, what the great. movies meant to them or like what that representation means to them Mm -hmm. and it's so fascinating especially like getting to go back to because they talk about like the very beginning of black people in cinema period yeah Mm -hmm. and um it's really interesting going back and watching them talk about movies like the craft where she's talking about like how people will come up to her and be like it was so important to me that you played that role. And not only that, if you remember in the movie, she's terrorized by her race. Like mm-hmm. she has, uh, what's Ben Stiller's ex-wife's name? 
can't think of her name. She's the bully in the craft. That's like oh, the blonde. I don't like, yeah. To- oh, that's his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. They broke up. Oh, too bad. Sorry, it's a really sad <laughs> yeah, day. You, uh, you really just uh, <laughs> threw that at me. I was Sorry. ready. I didn't even know he was married. Really? <laughs> Not a married for years. A long time. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they broke up. Anyway, Basically, sorry, people came up to her and were just like, it was really important for me to see you in that role and to see you like overcome, you know, that bully and like be able to make her hair fall out. Right. And she at the time when she was making when they were making the craft and she was looking around at like, you know, for a bulk, like she's really poor and her stepdad beats the shit out of her mom. She's mm-hmm. like, she's got real problems. And then she looks at the other girl. Um, I think, was it Nev Campbell? Yeah. She's got all those scars. And she's mm-hmm. like, she has real problems. She's like, I don't, this isn't a real problem. And then she's like, it took me like making that movie to realize that my experiences as like a young black woman were not normal. Yeah. Like I just took the dirty looks I got and like everyone always thinking I was going to steal something when I walked into a store and people being like casually racist towards me. I just took that as like, that's just life. Man. So it wasn't until she like made that movie that she was like, oh, this is a fucking problem and this does Mm -hmm. suck. So it was really cool being able to like, because I've seen the craft a thousand times, being able to see her talk about that and be like, I never, never didn't even click. No. Wow. To just think that's normal life. That's yeah. so crazy. Man. But you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. It's called Horror Noir. <laughs> it's on Shudder. Shudder. Then I found this really interesting article. It was a Vice article from September of last year that made me look at things in torture porn type movies that I had never even thought of before. So I'll see if you guys maybe had heard this and I'm the only one, but I thought this was interesting. So it explains the desire to watch torture movies, but also it made some interesting points um, touching on the term of torture porn in general and kind of what it did to the genre and how like things kind of spiraled after that. So the article suggests that to explore torture porn or any cycle of horror films, it's vital to look at the political landscape of the time when the movies came out. I was like, excuse me, what? Horror movies of the 70s, such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Last House on the Left, which we've been chatting about, coincided with anxiety surrounding war in Vietnam. Slasher films of the 80s, like A Nightmare on Elm Street, mirrored Cold War fears. And torture porn's big boom coincided with 9-11, which if you look back at the year when torture movies all started like coming out, or actually yeah. like, the collective like, like five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like right after 9-11 and the war on terror and when all of that was going on. So during this period of the big torture porn boom, the Bush administration was supporting torture to get results. As they said, Vice President Dick Cheney at the time said that waterboarding techniques were just a dunk in the water. And we were seeing shocking images everywhere. It was so it was being normalized. Yeah, you were seeing like beheadings on TV. Yeah. It was like torture is just the way we get things done. And it was being so normalized in our world. Um, There were prisoners being sexually abused, tortured and humiliated by the U.S. Army left and right. They were beamed on TV. You could find them online. It was insane. And whether it was being glorified by some people who were supporting Bush or condemned by everyone else who was terrified, it was everywhere. And it was like all the rage for (laughs) lack of a better term. Like it was torture was like trending at the time honestly so 
Hostel and Cabin Fever director Eli Roth, who even though I'm not a Hostel fan, I really like Eli Roth. I think he's a super cool guy just from what I've heard of him in interviews. And I really like the movie Cabin Fever. Have you guys seen it? Um, Talking about the original? Yes. The one with Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's the dumbest and best movie I've ever seen. I really enjoyed that I one. I don't like the part where she's shaving her oh, leg. No. I was about to say that. That is it's terrible. so gross. I think yeah. after I saw that movie, anytime I would shave, it would be like, oh, oh God. God, let's hope it doesn't cut through. <laughs> yeah, let's hope I don't <laughs> shave my leg skin, skin off. off. Yeah. Am I going to see bone? Um, no, it w- it's a gross movie, but it just makes me laugh so hard. There's lots of little nuggets in there. I'm like, why was this in this movie? Do you guys remember the little boy when they go into town who starts doing karate and is like, pancakes? He says something about Is that the kid pancakes. that like bites the thumb off? Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he just starts doing karate out of the blue and is like, I love pancakes. He says something so bizarre and then bites the thumb off and you're like, why are you a part of this film? But I loved it. So anyway... <laughs> Eli Roth explained how horror films relate to the political climate, saying horror films have a direct relationship in the time that they're made. The films that really strike a nerve with the public very often reflect that we something we are consciously or unconsciously feeling at the time, such as post 9-11, post Iraq war. So he's totally agreeing with what is suggested in the article. And he's saying, absolutely. When I was making my movies, I was are you okay over there i'm just <laughs> ashley's being tortured currently just by her mic through stand. an adjustment uh period go on <laughs> um so i thought that was interesting that eli roth who some people may say like oh he's just this disgusting guy who makes torture movies he's defending himself saying i make movies based on, based on what's going on yeah. in the time like i'm just trying to reflect what's going on in our world so if you look at the hostile films Roth delivers a clear critique of xenophobia, ignorance, and the culture of fear that was running rampant in our country after 9-11. Like, there was so much racism. We were scared of everything. We thought everyone was a terrorist. Um, If you look at the Hostel movie, two all-American backpackers go to the deepest, darkest parts of Slovakia, and they get tortured for fun by groups of violent people. Which, I, again, I'm not a huge fan of the Hostel movies. I think mm-hmm. that's just kind of gross to be gross. But it's interesting that he was kind of just reflecting the fear that we already had. Like, oh, if you travel anywhere outside of your yeah. comfort zone, if you leave, if you America. leave America, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be extreme violence. So whether audiences flock to see Hostel like thinking this or not for, yeah, yeah. for the political <laughs> message or not, which most were not. They were just excited for a horror movie. But like watching this extreme violence was so prevalent at the time. And just we were so used to seeing torture. This was almost just like another day. Like it was being so normalized in our life, which I never thought of. And I thought that was so fascinating. So yeah, audiences could be watching these movies saying this reflects my own life. And I have high anxiety about what's going on in our country and around the world. And this is almost like a therapy to be able to see it on the screen. Yeah. Look at Get Out. Yeah. 100%. Like they still do that with movies. Yeah. That was Get Out was was definitely like a very like blatant example of this. Yeah. It was, (laughs) I mean, you couldn't watch that movie and not understand like what the 
the like the symbolism of the movie with like you know him being the only one wearing blue while everyone's wearing red or you know what I yeah. mean like the little things in that movie are very easy to spot. Yes. But then you look at movies like um, Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. where that's like the first movie that was ever made where the hero of the movie was a black man. Mm-hmm. And he was like smacking white people in the face right. and shit. <laughs> and it was like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe yeah, that, they, that they're doing that this. George Romero did this yeah. in 1966. That's insane. Right. But, you know, I'm sure the thing is, is like, watching Hostel, that may not be something that I would even recognize, but mm-hmm. like someone who was foreign may pick up on that. Totally. Heavily. Like, oh, I see what they're yeah, doing Yeah, because here. when I saw Night of the Living Dead, I was just like, this movie rules. Right. I didn't realize, especially when I was like 12, when I saw it, how important it was mm-hmm. that he was cast in that role. Yeah. But, you know, a child who's a person of color would look at it and be like this is amazing yeah yeah i love the commentary so it really it might be that foreign people especially like european foreign people that Mm -hmm. would watch hostel would be like no this is brilliant we're we're just like ew ew (laughs) Ew, scary (laughs) that's creepy i would have never made that connection no No. i never did crazy totally makes sense yeah i just i thought that was really interesting um and that your anxiety can be visualized on a screen but yet you feel a feeling of safety because you're sitting comfortably with your popcorn in the theater just watching it on the screen but you're able to kind of process your feelings of like okay this is going on i have some fear but i'm i'm just watching it play out on the screen and that might provide some cathartic relief raisinets for me ah yes i love raisinets (laughs) i do like raisinets Mm -hmm. i'll stick with the kit kat yeah like kit kats (laughs) Sour Patch Kids. Oh, shit. Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) I like Sour Patch Watermelon the best, but the kids are great. Go on. Anywho. Have you guys tried the cereal? Sour Patch cereal? No. Excuse me? Their Sour Patch cereal. Sounds disgusting. (laughs) Have you tried it? I haven't tried it, but I mean, sour. Is it sour? Or is it sweet? (laughs) Yeah. Which one do you get? Yeah. And also. Oh. And with the milk? Exactly. How does that work? If they're sour, I'm I'm out. No. (laughs) Not on cereal. So yeah, whatever is going on in the world, the war in Iraq, Hurricane Katrina, where our government did nothing for anybody. People want to scream. They want to rip their hair out. But there's nowhere that they feel safe to do this. The movies are actually, for a lot of people, like a therapeutic experience where they can go, as weird as it sounds, go witness anxiety-inducing things on the screen and then come out of it like, okay, I needed that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm fine. But I needed to watch that play out on the screen. And I think that's such an interesting theory. And then this article continues. This was such a good article, guys. We might have to post the link. Link, please. Yes. We will. (laughs) When... David Edelstein, a writer for the New York Times, came up with the term torture porn in 2006, which I never knew who coined it either. His suggestion was that horror movies had come too gratuitous. And in some cases, he was absolutely right. Um, He wanted to give this area of horror movies a genre. And so he said, I'm going to label these couple of movies torture porn. And it stuck. And it's unfortunate because... There are some movies that do deserve it. And he made a lot of good points of like, it's violence for violence sake. There's not really a story, but there are some movies that do have a good plot and storyline. We were just talking about Saw. Like the first one actually did have a great story, a great twist. It was kind of the first of its kind, but it 
got shuffled under torture porn and kind of gave it a negative association. And people became more dismissive of these movies, calling them cheap and not up to scale, which I think is sad because not all of the movies deserve it. True. Torture for torture's sake, I think, relies on the torturer. Mm Mm-hmm. Like why the Mm -hmm. torture is happening. Yep. So like in Saw, for example, you know, he is doing this to people that take advantage of their own lives because he is terminally ill. Right. So he's taking these people who are like addicted to drugs or like cheating on their wife or like they're, they're taking advantage of these little things that he can't experience. Right. And he's, Teaching them a lesson. Yeah. It's like you're saying, taking like, your life you, for granted. Yeah. Fight for it. You're taking your life for granted. Fight for it. Get out of this situation and mm-hmm. you'll have a new appreciation for life. Right. Which is a very unique, creative totally. story. Totally. I'll watch line. that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> except I cover my eyes for like the whole movie. So, yeah. do I watch that? Because the torture devices <laughs> Does are. Does it count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the things people have to fight their way out of are just. Some of those are rough. The, I think needle? it's the second one. That's the one I was about to yep. say. Needles. Or she's in the, like, the pit, pit of, needles. of needles. I'm sorry. Kill me before you throw me in there. Like, no. I'm yeah, not, yeah. Like, no, I quit already. Yeah. I can't do this. Wasn't that Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven? Was she the needle girl? No. I, I thought it was the mm-hmm. drug addict. Oh, was it? No, I think be right. Bethany from Seventh Heaven was a blondie, the one that. Um, what did she what have to do? To her. Was I she the remember. one that had to put her hands in the box? Oh, that might have been her. And then couldn't get her hands out of the box <clears throat> because of the the like, like was the cutting spikes. them off. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, guys, these movies. <laughs> 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 yep, that was definitely her. So yeah, but there, there's this movie I hadn't heard of this. The movie that David Edelstein, when he was talking about torture porn, that he was mainly talking about, it's called a Serbian film. Like that's yeah. the name. Yeah, uh, came out in 2010. Director, I don't know how to say this name. That's I'm gonna okay. give it my best shot. Serjan Spasovic said in an interview that his film, which contains repeated rapes, murders, incest, and lots of pedophilia, was an attempt to show quote how we feel on the screen living in today's world. It's a giant, horrible metaphor for the things that are happening to us. That was his defense. But critics ripped this movie to shreds and said, like, this guy is pompous and pretentious and he wants his movie to be an allegory. But you never get that. You don't get any metaphors. You don't get any real life experiences. It's just disgusting. Like everyone who went to see it said it was just the most horrible thing they'd ever seen. And the director missed the mark on trying to make it have a message. So when you describe that, it might have a message. Then you could understand it. But then you watch it and you see pedophilia and children in it. That's just going to... That's going to touch the wrong button it's, for a yeah. lot of people. I, like I wouldn't sho- be able to watch that. No. Like, no. That it's like a shock people. value thing. Where yes. It's like, oh, I just want to shock them. It's like, cool. What else? Yeah. Like, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else to this? Where's the depth? So I'm that's... shocked every day when I read Twitter. So exactly. <laughs> try again. Exactly. So that's who he was mostly attacking in this article. But again, torture porn, this term came out and it became a blanket statement for all of these movies and sometimes even for other horror movies that I really enjoy. So it's kind of, I don't know. I see. Sword. Yes. It's like yeah. I see what he was saying, but it's also like, oh, I don't want people to be dismissive of good horror movies and say like everything's just torture porn. It's all just blood and guts. Like, no. There are good movies. <laughs> so 
I'm I'm on the fence with this guy. Um, whether he intended to or not, the term torture porn unfortunately made a lot of movies negative. People dismissed them, said they were only for shock value, violence for violence sake. Eli Roth jumped back on and said it's so unfortunate how many films have been discredited and I think it's more reflective of the critic than the actual film attacking back at David so Eli is just really defending the hostile movies which now that I've read this article in his defense I get that he was trying to have a message especially in the first one about like these American backpackers going out the political climate at the time made sense for this movie but I watched it and just I could not enjoy myself one bit. Have you guys seen the first Hostel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never watched it again. No, no I never me watched either. it a second time. It messed Nor me up. Nor did I watch Hostel 2. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, Hostel is probably the movie, unfortunately, sorry, Eli Roth, that made me stop watching those types of movies. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I saw Saw. Saw Saw. Saw Saw. Saw I saw Saw. <laughs> And was like, holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah. And then I saw Hostel and I was like, oh, I hate it. I'm done I hate this. this genre. Yep. I was the and exact And now it's same sort way. of like if someone comes to me and says like, yes, it's really graphic and really gross, but holy shit, it's a really good movie. I'll watch it. But other than that, like I won't watch these like, you know, quote unquote torture porn right. films. Yeah. I just don't care. You yeah. guys seen Eli Roth, uh, Green Inferno? Uh-uh. Haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Neither. It's no. all, it's like a newer version of Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, oh no! Yeah. And when you're talking about like the political aspect of it, they're basically a group of college students who are trying to stop deforestation of this island. So it kind of brings out a little bit of political factor. But there's a tribe that lives on that island too, mm. and then they try to save the tribe. And well, you guys well, stepped on the wrong island. Yeah, no. they, <laughs> they, yeah. they don't want your help. There's a reason there's no contact laws. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not as crazy as Cannibal Holocaust because you know you don't got the animals in it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you're not actually killing but, animals. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a good movie and it has a little aspect of torture in it too. So you well, did enjoy it? Not like, oh my god, this is awesome. Sure. But it's a good like visually it's a good it's a good movie i really okay. like it so it you guys should watch out. it yeah not, i want to see it you might cover your eyes on a few parts right. yeah no yeah i'm covering my eyes i cover my eyes when i watch like war movies oh yeah i spent that most too real yeah i spent most of uh dunkirk with my eyes closed mm-hmm. uh and that's not even a gory movie no. um <laughs> house with the clock in its walls I want to see that. Seen that. Is That's that the Eli one with Roth? Is, is it really? Yeah, Eli but that, isn't that like a family like a movie? Yeah, with, yeah, Jack, movie with Jack Black, Black and yeah, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I am curious about that movie. I had no idea that was Eli Roth, yep. and I kind of love that. Now that I know it's Eli Roth, I'm definitely gonna watch. it. I know. Yeah. I want to see it really bad. Like, it's like a he has a fun style, mm-hmm. even though like the hostel is disgusting and horrible. Like for the most part, he has a cool style when he makes movies, which is why I like. I throw a little bit of respect as well. Yeah, no, totally. I think Eli Roth is talented. I just, you know, he's not my cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> I think absolutely the the gore was too blinding and hostile to get the point that he wanted to get across. But I also understand why he was angry about the term torture porn because that is now like every one of his movies yeah. has that label. And he definitely saw the reflection of that, I guess, as he was releasing more movies, the viewership was going down mm-hmm. ever since that article came out. And that, I mean, that is really sad. But, I mean, that's what happens when you yep. make some tortury, real gross movies. Yeah, he kind of, he directed himself into a corner. He did. 
So yeah, Anyways. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's what I ran into is like, it's either a reflection of what's going on in our world that draws people to these movies and makes them feel safe, or it's a true addiction to pushing your boundaries and like needing to see what you can put yourself through. So it's kind of those two groups of people are the main ones flocking to see these movies. Yeah, I think that that makes uh, a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially the like pushing your boundaries, yes. like the grosser, the better. Right. Because I don't understand I just, that. Like I know people who are like that. Your, nope. your boundary is Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my boundary exactly. is, um, yeah. yeah. My boundary is Dunkirk. I can't watch it. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I think for horror, I my boundaries, I, you know, like I watched Hereditary and was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. horror wise, I don't get scared watching movies. Like yeah. it's very hard to scare me watching a, a horror movie. But yeah, the, the gore, I can't. I can't no. handle it. And Hereditary was so, so good. It had some disturbing moments in it, but it was, they always made sense. I think that's the thing is I can handle the gore. Mm -hmm. Like we keep saying when it's part of the story, if it furthers the story along and makes sense, I will take it. There were moments that made me cringe, but I was like, but that needed to happen because of this, this, and this. It's the same as gratuitous nudity for me. Yes. Where it's like. Showing like a woman showering with her clothes off. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it part of the storyline? Right. No. We need that? no. Then Did we don't need to, to show that? it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah, but guys won't like this movie unless they want to fuck her. Right. It's like, I guarantee guys will still like your movie <laughs> if she's not taking like the prettiest shower I've ever seen, <laughs> which is garbage in general. Complete garbage. But yeah, uh, gratuitous sex scenes or nudity it, it always is a huge turnoff for me for a movie. I'll turn yeah. movies off for it where 100%. I'm like, this has nothing to do with the movie. This has gone on for way too long. And the only reason you put it in the movie is for some dude to get a boner in the theater. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm over it's it. It's not worth it. Yeah. I think those go hand in hand. And when it's just violence for violence sake, which a lot of movies do just for the shock value, yeah, like, no, it. I'm not on board with that. What did we, <laughs> I was trying to remember while you were talking, what did we watch together this movie. Oh, Clown. Clown. Have you seen Clown? Have you seen Clown? clown. I thought <laughs> seen Clown. Clown. I liked Clown. I, I didn't uh, love Clown. <laughs> I thought it was a little gore for gore's sake. Yeah, but at least it was like the guy put on a clown suit and it became his body. It was a creative idea. Yeah. Like that was awful. Like trying to pull the nose off. Oh, like, oh God, no. That's, and his actual nose ripped off. Yep. And every what about time it would show the, the little boy. And like the arm screaming. slid down the slide. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was actually funny. I mean, horrible, but we we did giggle a lot. We're like, oh no, we're going to see something. And then an arm comes down a playground slide. And we're like, oh, yep, there she blows. It's definitely a fun movie. Yeah, yeah it was fun. definitely fun. We had fun watching it. We were drunk. Probably made it even better watching it drunk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, <laughs> that's like a that's one of those movies in. where it's like you can't go in sober no. to watch this. <laughs> no, no, like, no. That's how we are when we watch Final Destination. It's like, well, where's the weed? Because yeah. this is a disaster of a movie, <laughs> <laughs> and you need to be able to laugh at everything. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about some real life uh, torture scenarios. Yeah. I think we're gonna start. Clarissa is gonna start, and we're gonna talk about some like old school methods 
old school, more favorited methods. Favorited, you know, like, like oh, per- personal faves. <laughs> then, Your well, personal faves of torture. Not really my faves, but like <laughs> back in the day, what they normally used Preferred. more often. My yeah. Lord. <laughs> so torture, it would be more than just physical. They would use psychological. Uh, they used it to obtain information. They used it to intimidate the public. So they would do executions in front of a whole group of people they would have the whole town spectate that's so yeah. nuts so at that is. point it was used as intimidation like hey don't kill abraham down the street because you know we'll execute we're gonna you in front of everybody pluck your nose hairs out one by one Ooh. <laughs> oh man yeah because so. what we what we were gonna do is we were gonna do like the history of torture and we just kind of talked about this briefly before we started recording like the history of torture is the history of mankind mm-hmm. like as soon as we discovered that like we could get what we want by physically hurting another person torture was born yep yeah there's Go not on. an exact timeline for history no. of torture you can't pinpoint oh this is where it began it's yeah. just it's always been happening you can't even pinpoint like where it started it's right. just all over all over the world it's really really crazy i have one more interesting note like just thinking of history and torture uh, so many people on the reddit threads were defending themselves saying why you know these torture porn movies are normal everyone's making too big of a deal one guy came in hot and was like you know what's a torture porn movie the passion of the christ because jesus was tortured which it's like yeah because he (laughs) what it was like he made such a good point i just like he came in so hot with all of his arguments and it was a little (laughs) comical to watch his essay novel Mm -hmm. go on the reddit thread but i was just thinking like yeah jesus Jesus got real tortured. Jesus if you want to buy into real that. tortured, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Passion of the Christ is pretty brutal. And anyway. Mel Gibson, he really dove really in. Really showed you it was not you know the the Jesus hanging on the cross in most Catholic churches, right? Where it's like a dribble of blood. No, it was like a <laughs> yeah. bucket. He went through. Yeah, yeah, it was buckets and buckets. Disgusting. That is one movie that I have never been able to finish. I, I, I just can't. It's just I, a it's lot. too much, yes. And I'm not like a hugely, I'm more of like like a spiritual person, not really religious, mm-hmm. but my grandmother is. Yeah. So watching that movie, I just could not, I could not do it. I was crying. I left yeah. the room. I was like, I can't I do this. Too. I don't know how you guys are finishing this. It's really this. hard to watch. I watched it's it um, when it came, when it was in theaters. I went mm-hmm. with like a too. group of people to see it because it was sort of like an event, even if you weren't, oh, you yeah. know, if you weren't Christian or Catholic or whatever. And I went and I like, I was sobbing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this was like regardless of whether or not you believe that this is like a magical person. I just called Jesus magic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is like a a holy person. It's still like Jesus of Nazareth was a real dude and he really got the the shit tortured out of him. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a side note. That was interesting. No, good sign out though. Yeah. Good sign out. <laughs> so physical torture could include anything between beating, whipping, burning, choking, cutting, scalping, boiling, branding, Oof. kneecapping, Oof. rape, incest, genital mutilation, electrocution, and chemical. That's Ooh. a lot. That's a that's, lot yeah, to encompass. It's pretty much like anything that's like, what can I harm you with? Yeah. 
Let Pretty me count the ways. Anything. Yeah. Anything you want to use. Yeah. And then you also got psychological torture, which I think would be a lot harder for a lot of like for me, it would be psychological torture. That's where you're gonna end me. That's like yeah. that's it. So it could be anything from solitary confinement, forced to watch or commit atrocities, urinated on or covered in fecal matter, kept in a confined space, sleep deprivation, total sensory deprivation, forced labor. Threats to family members, shaming or public humiliation, being stripped naked, forced to participate or witness sexual activity, which is a little mm. hit and miss because don't you feel like some people would enjoy that because you do some got like the sick twist. Yeah. yeah, that one was a little like, little thing, strange. Like, sit in the corner and watch. There, yeah, there is that group of people. <laughs> Constant shouting, verbal abuse and taunting alterations to room temperature. So like being in a freezing cold room that you can't handle or hotter than a your average sauna yeah that, point, Ooh, that would be the mm-hmm. end of me ball and chain shackling um then you got psychiatric torture so basically psychiatrists at the time would diagnose sane people with a mental illness so then in turn you get shamed by the public and then mm-hmm. you just have a horrible life of not being able to live like every other person you're just right. crazy and sick yeah pretty crazy uh, so some torture devices. Some of these I might not pronounce right. I mean, it's a little, it's a little everywhere. We never pronounce anything. Yeah, right, so. you're in good Please. company. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we don't know what we're if talking about. If I can correct you, I will. And if I can, I'll go. Mm, yep. Uh huh. Yep. That sounds right. So the first one, strapado, strapado. Not sure. No. What? <laughs> no idea. No clue. So it was most common during the medieval Inquisition. So victims' hands would be bound behind their back with the rope, and the accused was suspended. It's basically got your hands and knees tied behind your back, hung up from ceiling, a pole, anything where you could be suspended, and you would dislocate the joints in all of your <gasps> arms and your legs. Oh. Wait, would it be like suspended as in like you'd look like you were being spit roasted? somewhere like yeah yeah, where like you were being suspended by the ropes that were tying your hands and legs together yeah basically your oh my gosh so your body weight would literally be what dislocated dislocating everything arms and your legs and your hips and your oh fuck yeah basically your four main and biggest joints would just pop right out well and eventually i think you would just stop breathing I think you would from like, all the pain. I would yeah. assume you would just kind of go into shock, or I mean, probably depends on the person too. You could just die from the pain in one Ugh, point, right? <laughs> oh my god! What's that called? Uh, strapado Hate or strapado? <laughs> don't like got... it. Don't like it one bit. <laughs> then you got the rack. You know, Lauren's oh, yeah. modern day Pilates <laughs> machine. <laughs> it's real. The arms and legs of victims were tied and stretched until the joints reached the breaking point. So kind of like strapado, but this one almost had like a wheel or a lever that you would turn and stretch you little by little. So unlike strapado, it just all happens at once. But then with the rack, it slowly happens. Oh, it's so much I feel worse. Like with the invention right? of the rack, that's something where it's like you're trying to extract information out right. of the person mm-hmm. or you're trying to... I think it fe- it almost feels more than punishment for that one because mm-hmm. you can crank it higher and crank it higher and crank it higher. Say, give us what rather. we want. Yeah. We're gonna and we'll keep stop turning stretching it. you mm-hmm. until your arms get ripped off. Yeah. So when they said it was definitely used as a form of you know obtaining information, 
But a lot of the times it was always false information because you're just forcing people to say whatever you need yeah. them to say. Whatever and they're they going to say it because yeah. they don't want their joints popped out or you don't want to be burned to death, no. anything. And at that time, a really interesting fact that I did find is that um, even if it was just if they only had half proof, like maybe they just had somebody who are accusing them, they didn't matter. If they had that half proof, you were going to get placed on the rack or whatever <laughs> they decided to do with you. Yeah. Which I think is really scary. Oh, it's yeah. terrifying. And also, you know, we, we weren't, as human beings, we weren't super big on human rights uh, oh, no. until recently. I feel like <laughs> people are like, you don't have rights. Nope. You're lucky to be alive. <laughs> We're going to mess you up. That too. And then depending on like your crime or where you are and like the social levels, True. It, it basically decided what form of torture you're going to get. Are you going to have, you know, not such a bad one? Or are you going to have the most terrible one that we could think of? Sure. Yeah, if you're a lower class citizen, like, mm-hmm. you know. You're in for the worst. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> then you got the mancuerda. Uh, it's a tight cord which was tied around a victim's arms and grasped by the torturer as they threw their weight back. The cord will then cut you straight through the skin into your bone. <gasps> what? Yes. What? Can we do that one more time? <laughs> so a tight cord was tied around the victim's arms and grasped by the torturer as they threw their weight back. So say you have like this uh, like metal steel cord, some sort of really like like a wire cord almost just wrapped completely around your arm as they threw themselves back. It would just slice you straight down to your phone. Oh, shoot. And this could be anywhere on you. This wouldn't be just like your arms and legs. It could be, you know... Just your app, yeah, anywhere, anywhere. That's that's awful. Bad. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't even think of a word. It's just bad. <laughs> I feel like this is oh. another one of those episodes, like the nature episode, where I said, you know, there there aren't a ton of times that I'm glad to be alive in 2019, but like <laughs> this is one of them. This where is it's one like, of those examples. At least I know that, like, if I break the law, or if my friend breaks the law then no one's gonna chop my arm meat to the bone no this, <laughs> like, these I'll get devices a aren't gonna happen yeah, I'm gonna get a fine <laughs> you should also be a little happy that you know we're women alive in 2019 and not back then oh fuck because back then oh, no. uh, clone- in colonial America women were sentenced to stay in the stocks with wooden clips on their tongues and they would sometimes be put on the dunking stool only because they talked too much. That was their crime. It was more Talking like a gender-specific crime for women only. Rude. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, talking too much, too, would have just been like a giving her opinion at the wrong time. That's exactly It was like, probably right. us just telling men that they're wrong the whole time. Yeah. So. yeah. Like, you're <laughs> too chatty. Like, I disagree. You know. It's like, well, you're getting a wooden clip on your yeah. tongue. So stocks. Then we got the brazen bull, a solid piece of brass with a door that can be opened and latched. It was normally shaped like a bull, which was where it got its name from. So the victim would be placed inside the bull and a fire would be lit underneath where the victim would be burned alive. And it was specifically designed to where it would amplify the screams and it would sound like the roar of a bull. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And its inventor... Someone help me with his name. Panilos, Panilos of Athens. He was the one who invented the bull, built the bull, demonstrated the bull, and was immediately ordered to be put inside of it to test it. 
What? So he had to test fine. it? He had to test his own invention. And by test, you mean they killed him? They basically burned him alive. Whoa. In his bowl. Mm-hmm. And he invented it. <laughs> Why? A lot of the inventors, I guess, back in the day when I was doing my research, uh, back in the day, if you invented something to that extent, you were considered to be dangerous at that time. So a lot of times they would just put you in it and test you in it, essentially. Yeah, they would literally be like, mm-hmm. well, we got to get rid of this guy and we might as well test out this new thing we have. Basically. Yep. And then they use it on made. the next Hop person. In, sir. Oh, gosh. <laughs> then <laughs> we got breast rippers. No, no, <laughs> skip, <laughs> pass, skip. Pass. pass. So they were claws that were often heated to red hot. They were then placed on the exposed breasts as the spikes penetrated the skin. They would then be pulled, twisted, jerked, anything you could think of, causing large chunks of flesh to come off, and you would eventually die from major blood loss, if not the pain. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a really, oh, 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 God, I just thought of it. Have you guys seen The Cell? Yes. So you know the scene where he's got the, um, his nipples pierced and he's got that bar. Oh, and I she grabs the bar and rips, rips it from him off. and like rips his nipples from his body. I completely forgot about That's that. That's kind scene. of the breast ripper. That's thing. It's not the same awful. shape, but it's the same idea. Yeah, it's definitely the same idea. But like these claws were made to fit over your entire breast, so essentially they could just yank your whole boob off in yeah. one. Hold like, it. One foul <laughs> gone. Yikes! Can't even imagine how painful that would have been. That's yeah. crazy. The next one, we have Republican marriage. So females and males would be bound together and thrown into icy waters to drown. But if it was in the middle of summer and there was no icy waters to throw you in, they, you, people would just run through you with swords and bayonets. And it was a preferred execution for nuns and priests during the French Revolution. Okay. So I love like how you, I thought it was a joke. I thought you were making like a really snarky joke. So you were like, it's called Republican marriage. And it's when you have to marry a really boring white dude who doesn't believe in human rights. And it was like, that's good. That's funny. Like, no, um, this is an actual thing. No, it's a thing. Okay, Even if it kidding. was a joke, that would also be. That would also be awful. Oh, yeah. Torture. <laughs> that is a form of torture, you guys. I also love that it's like, oh, no water is cold enough stab we're em. just gonna stab you <laughs> here oh. we come with our swords <laughs> we'll just run right through you real quick i just picture like a circle around them everyone yes. with a sword and just all run through one at a time like red rover Sprint like red rover. Yeah. red rover red rover bring the nun right over and then they just slice run her right up through them jeez oh, these are all going to be in my nightmares tonight so yep. that's cool never sleeping again <laughs> then we have the spanish donkey it was one of the most gruesome. The victim is put on top uh, as if riding a horse on a donkey-like apparatus, which is a vertical wooden board with a sharp V wedge on top of it. Weight would then be added to the victim's feet until the wedge would slice through the victim's body. I also like... 
<laughs> how all of these, the names for them are like, they sound like drinks at a bar. They do. You're like, can I get one Spanish donkey and a Republican marriage? <laughs> they also could be sex positions too, I feel like. <laughs> one of the two. The names are definitely getting better. I mean, Brazen Bull could definitely Bra- yeah. be a yeah. sex position. Oh, yeah. I've <laughs> done <sure>. that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I remember that one. And Saw Torture. Victims were hung upside down with their feet apart. Their blood rushing through their head would keep them conscious during the torture. And it would begin by the torture sawing their victims in half until they were in two pieces. Most people were cut only up to their stomachs to prolong the pain and agony. And it was the most gruesome scene in one movie. Have you guys seen Terrifier? No. No. You guys need to watch it it is Are on you sure? netflix <laughs> i am sure do you guys like do you guys like it like yeah. Yeah. what was that yeah. <laughs> i've seen the poster for it i've I know. seen I'm the just crazy not clown ready. face and i'm not ready to watch it he is definitely really creepy and you guys should watch it right, i recommend in the is dark. it his name terrifier uh no it's art the clown have you seen oh, hollow's eve no that was like his his first movie Almost, okay. which I think is also on Netflix. Definitely like it's a classic. All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. And this is a continuation. I think no? it's just a whole separate movie from it. I okay. don't really see the continuation in the okay. story for that. But the character, the ca- same character. From, ah, okay. Yeah, Ooh. it's definitely. Creepy. I mean, fine, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Twizzling, huh? Should because they're making a second one. Yeah, well, I saw that they like completed the script. It's supposed to be crazier than the first one. So after you guys watch it, you guys will say like, "How crazier can it get?" This was okay. disturbing. So we're in for a treat. <laughs> so for Saw torture, so they're. Hold on. They're tied up and they're tied up hanging upside down with their legs spread. Mm -hmm. And then you saw from like the genitals down like half vertical. Yes. So they're sawing straight through your vagina or your balls. (laughs) That is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's like the first place you get a saw to. Like I can't even imagine what that would be. I don't even like like putting a tampon in. (laughs) The thought. Of a saw going through your vag. <laughs> Imagine if it was a uh, dull saw. Like, what if they didn't oh, sharpen their saws? They probably didn't because they wanted to make it as horrible as possible. Probably. So it's like, we're going to take our sweet time chopping through you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then intestines nope. just fall oh. in when you get to it. It's, it's a lot, guys. It's a lot. Guys, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> then we got hanged, drawn, and quartered. Victims would be hanged until they were near death, so that would be the hanged part, then disemboweled and castrated where the genitalia are burned, which is drawn, and then the victim would be divided into four separate parts and beheaded, so it would be quartered. So essentially, they would be put on like a table, and they have ropes tied to them. They would either have, usually it was typically horses at the other end of that rope, and they would would just like rip you apart. Pretty much. (gasps) You'd be quartered, guys. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Then you have impalement, Mm. which were poles that were raised upright. Victims placed and pierced by the pole and left to slide down the pole with their own body weight. Could take anywhere from three to five days to die. And you guys have heard of Vlad the Impaler? Mm -hmm. That's where he got his name. It was his most favorite favorite form method of, form of torture. Torture. usually ate dinner while he watched it happen how he who can in- sit and eat 
He's but an also awesome person. Uh, impaling, that's a really good example of like public torture. Yeah. Because you just put someone on a stick and then everyone has to watch as they slowly die People and can slide walk by down day to day and it's watching like, well, it. I don't want to be on a stick. And <laughs> that's why it was popular. And yeah. It was very popular. It's the same as like when you like kill a bug and you leave the body because you're like, this is a warning to all the friends and family. <laughs> to all of this your bug. fucking friends. That's right. To not come in my house. I'm the only one. I'm the no, only I do that. I do that too. I'm, the I'm only like, one that does I that. every time I kill a bug, it's like your brothers have been warned. Like you need to <laughs> tell let your them know. friends. See, but what if you leave them and then the other bugs? It's like food oh, to shit. other bugs. And or then you got a whole army of or like they see it and they want to attack you. You never know. It's <laughs> they see it and they're like, she killed Jerry. <laughs> Get her. Revenge. Oh, man. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so then, of course, you also have some most notable ones like the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. Where if you were just even suspected of being a witch, you were just burned at the stake. Burned. Or thrown in like a pond and weighted down. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> so much. Then if you were also suspected of spreading the plague, you were subjected to torture to essentially get rid of the plague, or you would be burned alive. And if you were lucky, you would be banished, but then you'd have to hope that you would survive, of course. So, yeah. I mean, it's one or the other. A few notable tidbits. So, like, during the medieval Inquisition, uh, there was a papal bull, which is kind of like a bill in our day and time, mm-hmm. and it authorized very defined rules on the use of torture. So one would be it could not cause loss of life or a limb, could be used only once, and the inquisitor deemed the evidence to be certain. So okay. he had to be 100% sure that he actually committed his crime That's and he actually did what he did. That's actually better than the did. laws we have today, so <laughs> good for them. A lot better than the laws we have today. Yeah. But actually needed certainty. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> then eventually during the 18th and 19th centuries, uh, many countries, torture began to be abolished because it seemed to be unnecessary and inhumane because you weren't getting any true, maybe, right, no. some, maybe you were, yeah. but you weren't getting any true confessions. You couldn't trust the confessions that you were getting. No. They're yeah. just trying to survive. Oh my god. That's right. all those, awful. Those Thank are you so terrible. I know. <laughs> There's so many more. You got the oh, thumb yeah. screws, you got where to crush your hands, feet, anything, put your feet in boiling water, anything. There's so feet many different in ones. Boiling water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so brutal. Yeah, you definitely gave us the the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah. I think. Ones I was looking those for, were guys. so bad. No, that was perfect, but horrifying. So, which one do you guys think was the worst for you guys? Oh gosh, breast ripper. <laughs> Probably the breast ripper. Breast ripper because it was so it's so unnecessary to just rip that part of your because there's like castration. So I get yeah. maybe breast ripping was like the answer to castration. It's like we'll rip their dick off. Mm-hmm. We'll rip your titties off. <laughs> rip them titties off. Breast ripper was bad, Breast but also bad. the saw torture. Saw torture. Coming into the the vag hot with that saw. Coming into the vag hot. Ooh, hot. Imagine if they uh, heated the they saw. They heated yeah. the saw. That's oh, a whole gosh. new or element, like guys. Brand. That's a new level. It's a yeah, whole it's new bad. element. No, thank you. 
I didn't like the quartered <laughs> one either. Like that just seemed like the... overkill. It was that, just yeah, like we're gonna like, do well, this, we're gonna and then we're gonna you, do this, and then we're gonna do this. Yep. Then we're gonna rip your body into four to five pieces. Like, chill out. Like relax. We get it. Yeah. That one usually always had spectators too. Oh, it had I would to be imagine outside on a large table with horses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everybody got to watch, and it's maybe a, a limb would hit someone in the face. Never know. Just flying everywhere. No, I always wonder kind of like what the situation was in in those times where there were like public executions, because you think about like think about when Ted Bundy was murdered mm-hmm. and people were like there were hundreds of people outside of the prison, like cheering and like selling right. T-shirts that said like burn Bundy burn. And like you think of remember like when Osama bin Laden was killed mm-hmm. and yep. people were like celebrating and, and it was just kind of like. Uh, what would we do if there were still public executions? We would go. Yeah, people. I, mean, would I probably wouldn't because I can't watch Dunkirk. But people no. would like go and like watch and celebrate this person being tortured or killed. Or yeah, they also didn't have Netflix then. No. It's true. <laughs> so I feel they like... were really looking for entertainment. Yeah, it was like I have nothing to do today mm-hmm. but sit and knit. So I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> so I'm gonna go watch someone be impaled. <laughs> What's really crazy is, I don't know how much you guys know about it, but like the cartels in Mexico, you guys know a lot about it. A little bit. It's basically, they still do torture to this day, and it's just raging rampant Mm -hmm. all over certain areas of Mexico. Uh, Beheadings, just losing limbs, being burned alive. And especially for like, they leave their heads in front of their parents' house. They're just their bodies and nothing else. And it's so crazy, especially because, like, law enforcement out there, too, they're not really doing a whole lot. They're doing nothing. Because they're going to turn around and come back and get them. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, crazy t- torture yeah. that still happens, like, probably happening right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. so crazy. I remember when I I was in, like, a youth group when I was in, like, eighth grade, ninth grade. And I didn't know because I was in ninth grade and I'm from Southern Illinois. Like we're not very well versed on like world issues, but our trips were to Juarez, Mexico. Mm. And now as an adult, I'm like, who let me go to Juarez? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Especially with like, because there's like the serial killer of Juarez. It's Mm -hmm. not a serial Uh killer. It's, it's, you know, the cartels essentially. And there's just like... There's pink ribbons everywhere symbolizing the lost women and and children mm-hmm. of Juarez because they are just, especially the women, they're just yeah. gone. They're just murdered. They're left, happening raped, the and time. murdered, and it's just nuts. I can't believe and here you were I taken was, there. Yeah. Races, like, I'm here hey. to build a church. And it's like, <laughs> you need to go home. This no is one should have let you go there. And a lot of those kids of women were, were innocent, too, because yeah. they're just yep. taking your family. Intimidation, there it is right there. Mm-hmm. It's forming intimidation or threats. We're going to take your family and kill them and leave you there. Like, leave yep. them yeah, because that's a worse fate. Mm-hmm. For you know a man with a child and a wife, I'd you'd, you'd rather die, yeah, than have have your, your family taken away and, and some like just dis- at sometimes like displayed in front of you. Like, yeah, here, this is what you get. I mean, it's smart, I guess, for yeah. a psychopath. I have Ugh. some friends that um, would travel to Mexico every so often, and a few times on their way back 
or driving through, there would be bodies like hanging from trees on the side of the road or they had a roadblock for a few hours because cartel just dumped all their bodies in the middle of the road and they had to move them all out of the way. And it's I have family in Mexico that are in certain areas that are trying to leave, but it's really hard to leave Mexico and all this stuff is just happening around them. Oh, that's so scary and really sad that people can't get out. Well, we also still have torture in America, if you want to hear about it. We do. We do. do. Tell tell us. (laughs) Tell us all the secrets. Time for a break, weirdos. Just because we love you all and we know that two hours is a long time to listen to anything. Uh, It's 2019, after all. We've got places to be. So we split this episode in half for you. Join us whenever you want. Right now, this weekend, next week, whenever you feel like pushing play for part two of our torture talk. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking to you about modern torture and the horrors of the Central Intelligence Agency. So follow our fan and now friend Clarissa on social media at C underscore Sanchez with two Z's and follow us at Keep It Weird Cast across all platforms. Go buy one of our shirts or a tote bag or some buttons at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast. Donate to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast if you want minisodes and newsletters each month. Everything you donate to the show goes to continuing to produce the show and funding future investigations. Unless we're donating to worthy causes like last month when we donated to a purposeful rescue in LA or last year when we donated to the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation of America. As usual... Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Like, real soon. Like, whenever you want. Keep it weird. Because this was, like, regardless of whether or not you believe that this is, like, a magical person. I just called Jesus magic. (laughs) Um... (laughs) 